Hello. I am speaking now. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And so, are we watching a movie that we loved in our youth? No. Have any of us seen... The, we're going to watch Heathers. Have any of us seen <laughs> Heathers? I've yes. seen Heathers. Yeah, Brett, Brett has seen Heathers. Have Brett has it, wanted Ash? to see this movie for a while. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it like you did this? many podcasts ago. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen it. I have wanted to see it because who doesn't love Winona? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I, I, I guess no, you I like, guys. I'll, I'll co-sign that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess. I, mm, yeah. I like her. She's yeah. not the problem with this movie. Okay. Prob- I haven't seen it. The so. problem Sam has with this movie is she asked me what's a good recommendation for a chick flick, and I said this movie. And you that- did not. Yeah, it was so you and Rita could watch a movie. I together. did not watch this so, with Rita. Or who'd you watch it with? It wasn't you. With me. So it was with you. You've seen it. You hate it. I don't like it. I'm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we real quick before we get into this movie? I did have okay. a question. Okay. Uh-huh. Because I'm excited to say that Ash and Sam, you're both have been watching. Oh, Outlander. Outlander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You've been watching Outlander very slowly. Okay. So the the main. Uh, not the main character, the main male protagonist. The sexy the farm boy. One? The sexy yeah. farm boy. What's, okay. what's his name? <laughs> oh, this isn't going to work the way I planned. What's Jamie. Name, Jamie. What's his last name? Something Scottish. Something Scottish. Fraser. Say it Fra- right. Fraser. Jamie Fraser. Nick is proving his point <laughs> that he's correct in pronouncing Brendan Fraser. Fra- Fra- really? I can't say I can't say it. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> His name is Fraser. Jamie Fraser. Fraser. I want to throw this out there. It's only Fraser if you're saying it in that country. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know croissant croissant. Oh, I, like I, I definitely nonsense going in. Yeah. It's it's Brendan Fraser. That guy's American. Okay. Jamie from Outlander. That boy Scottish. That is a Scottish dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that also, I mean, I guess you could say that, but I also found out after years of being Nick's friend that I have been saying his <laughs> last name incorrectly this well, whole time. And that's Brassi. why I accept what you're saying, because I say my last name incorrectly. Oh, really? You know, like, I, I bite my tongue, because every time I, like, approach an Italian word, like a real Italian word, I don't want to be that guy who pronounces it with an Italian accent, even though I don't have an Italian accent. Oh, okay. And maybe that's what you're saying about Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. Like, I, I, when you first told me about the Outlander thing, I was like, well, fuck, Nick was right. Like, <laughs> okay. That's all, all right. I needed. I concede to that one. But Sigourney, Sigourney. Right. Well, I think we can agree that neither of us are crazy in the way we pronounce his name. Sure. No. Yeah. yeah. You're more authentic, but... Yeah, but most Just people American. would assume Fraser. Yeah, yeah, you're a you're a croissant kind of guy. <laughs> I don't think that's even. Well, you know what? I'm cool no, with I, not getting it. I would it. like to ad- like make an addendum to that. It's it's voila versus voila. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, why are you talking about the the audio bed that you put down in voila? it's spaghetti versus spaghetti yeah Mm. you know it's like eh. or or milk versus milk milk what just happened it was a uh let's drink reference oh where brett can't pronounce milk well because i don't say it with an i apparently i say it like it's like you say it like like an animal you say it like you enjoy and have some milk No, like a like a like a deer, like a like an elk, like an elk in the wood. Milk, milk. Okay. On on the um, Fraser watch, I guess we'll call it Fraser watch. (laughs) Here's here's my new segment since we're talking about Fraser. Uh, Something that we talk about a lot is we're like, well, what happened to Brendan? Fraser, it's like a speed bump in the road now. It is Every now. Time you my roll brain is gonna. Name. But uh, 
I just wanted to say, like, news update. There was a very interesting article that just came out recently that explains what happened to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> now it's just wrong. <laughs> now it's just weird. But uh, check it out if, if you're well, What happened? It gets very dark. It's, a, it's not a good article. Yeah, it's, I mean, basically, like, the long story short is uh, being a big-time movie star took, like, a physical and mental toll on his body. Like, he... Um, because he was an action star doing all these stunts, he hurt himself so bad that he had to have multiple surgeries and was constantly in pain. Aww. And then on top of that, he got sexually harassed, just like so many other women out there or other actors, you know, and um, it what? just really fucked him up for quite a while. That so, is really sad. Check it out. I think the article is like Brendan Fraser says me too or something like that. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah. It was an interesting article. We miss you, Brendan. Come back. He is back. He's doing movies and a TV show now. Nice. Yeah. So welcome is, back, Brendan. Welcome back. Yeah. So Heather's. Um, I've never seen this thing, um, and it it feels loaded. It feels like it always kind of felt like, oh, this is supposed to be like a lighthearted chick flick. That once you watch it, it's not, and it's really dark and a bummer. But they kept playing it on Comedy Central for a while. That's I think that's where I went wrong. Like I knew it was thought it was a comedy. Yeah. Okay. That's like that's like have you ever been in Netflix and you're like searching through the comedy section and like American Psycho is listed as a comedy and you're like, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, yes, yes, what? what? Oh, for sure. In a certain, in a certain, no, mood. no, I mean, no. It's, I, mm. it's one of the darkest of dark comedies, but for sure that's a comedy. That, no. bus- that business card scene no. is one of the most hilarious concepts ever put to film. The scene See, where I he think kills this that is guy in the apartment, the guy named Paul. This yeah. And that like the, dance hey, walk he does. Boom. That's hilarious. I think this is the, the difference in perspective of being a female and a male, because as a female, that is oh, the yeah. scariest horror film oh, I yeah. have ever fucking seen in my life. Yes. I felt the same. Mm-hmm. It like traumatized me for oh, days. Yeah. It can be both. You know, Get Out is categorized as comedy in a lot of these award shows. Not because it actually is, because they they knew that that was the only way they were going to get into the circuit. Or that these categories are old, antiquated bullshit. They, like, actually said they categorized it just because that was the only way they were going to get into the award circuit. It has nothing to do with it actually being a comedy. It has some pretty solid comedy, though. Sure. Sure. As did American Psycho. But it's not a comedy. Like, I wouldn't Mm. label that movie as a comedy. Yeah, I don't. I can can see the ambiguity, which is one of the brilliant things about that movie. I'm just, (laughs) I'm so mad. I love that there's a bit in that movie where he's like he's in a limo or something and somebody's trying to talk to him and he's like annoyed and his like inner monologue, the narrator voice, he goes, I was trying to listen to the new Robert Palmer tape, which I just thought was hilarious. It's weird to me that (sighs) these categories are a spectrum because like you just add a few more jokes and then you've got like a Shaun of the Dead where, where there's some legit scary horror stuff in it and like creep out, you know, gore and all that, but it was a comedy. And what may, what makes it a comedy is just a couple more jokes. I mean, I just, I feel like it's not just like a couple more jokes. It's like it's, at its core, Shaun yeah. of the Dead is a comedy mm-hmm. at American Psycho's core. It is a horror film that's doing commentary on, you know, it's social commentary. Like, yeah. and it can be funny, but at its core, that's the genre, in my opinion. When I believe that Fargo was a true story, because it actually has a title card in the beginning of the movie that says this is a true story. Oh, yeah. If you not, don't know if Fargo is a comedy, it's it, yeah, fucked up. If you up. think it's true, then, like, it's fuck true. those guys for trying to make jokes about this, you know? So I could I could see how you feel because that's how I felt about Fargo the first time I saw it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we can go down this like long spiral, but at the end of the day, like I don't think it's funny that some dude is going around serial killing women. You know. So Heather's was in 1988. So Heather's. So Heather's. Oh, it's like um, as old as me. Old? Yeah, yeah. oldish. Um, and actually, before I get into who made this film, why are we watching this film? So. I, if if you've been on the internet, you've seen that um, Heather's is being remade, not as a movie, but as a TV show. Which just, 
how? Which is it's listed yeah. as a thirty minute comedy. You know, I've been on the internet and I have not seen this. <laughs> oh, it well. Their ads are not reaching me. But the reason why we chose this movie is because for a while I didn't know that this movie existed until you brought it up, Brett, like a couple times. You're like, we should watch Heather's. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks interesting. Um, and that was like a long time ago. And then now that the TV show is coming around, we're like, well, this will be an interesting you know, tie in for current events. But um, I'm a little concerned not, not about those current events, <laughs> the entertainment <laughs> industry. But, so I can't remember, yeah. like offhand, if it's oh yeah, if no, it's the actually... current events of Heather's being a TV show. Not uh, see, this is see, what I'm worried about for, for after. <laughs> anyway, exactly yeah. what I'm worried about. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not worried about is the filmmakers. I, I, you know, I haven't seen this movie, but I was looking it up, and there's people we really like. Uh, Michael Lehman, the director, is not a name that you would necessarily recognize, but he directed Hudson Hawk, which oh. I think is divisive. A lot of people hmm. hate it, but I love it. We should do that one. I would love to watch Hudson uh, Hawk yeah. again. Yeah. Um, he directed Airheads with our boy Fraser. Um, and now he's doing TV. He's worked on Nurse Jackie, Bored to Death, American Horror Story. Um, so it seems like he's settled into a pretty solid TV directing career. But he's done some movies that we really like. Um, but there are two very big actors who we've seen recently on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winona Ryder, who we saw recently in Dracula. Oh, and right. Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which. That does not feel recently to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the past year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think everybody is loving now in uh, Stranger Things. Yes. Especially mm-hmm. season two where she's given I would more say, to do. Yeah, I'd say they're both having a revival of their careers. Both of them, you're, you're referring to the other big star, yeah. Christian Slater, mm-hmm. who we talked about That's that. Christian Slater? Yeah, yeah. very young oh. Christian Slater. Yeah. So when we talked about true romance, we talked about how he's been coming back recently. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robot being huge, but also Archer in some of the animated DC cartoon movies. I love the fact that he just plays a character named Slater in Archer. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm... We we kind of talked about Christian Slater, but he's he's done some really fun stuff, you know, uh, Robin Hood, Young Guns Two, Interview with the Vampire. Oh, um, we got to do that one, guys! Interview with the Vampire. I really want to mm-hmm. do that one. I want to do it. There's this great interview recently where Brad Pitt talks about how miserable he was making that movie. He was trying to be written out of the. He tried to buy himself out. Yeah, buy out his contract. Yeah. And not necessarily because it was a bad movie, but because they trimmed down his character and they made him film underground at night for months on end. Well, well, <laughs> bummer. Like, I guess you can't see daylight for three months of your life. Uh, that's like what being a video editor is. <laughs> it's like you're in a dark room <laughs> well, all day. That's your choice. <laughs> video editors can open less. a window. Uh, yeah. The pay is like way less. <laughs> it's way more yeah. depressing. Did you ever try to buy yourself out of your contract? I like how you just said it's Ash's choice to be a video editor, but no. not Brad Pitt's choice to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the yeah, video. Yeah, he made that choice no. to take that role. No, he the... was born with that fucking face, Ash. How could you not use it for <laughs> That's the... <laughs> not what I said. It's the video editor's choice to work in a dark cave. I have walked around in spaces where they could just open a window. That's but not... But you people like to be in the yeah, dark. I don't like to we be We don't in the all dark. have to be new guy. I don't... I actually <laughs> don't like being in the dark. Like, I prefer to work in an office where, like, in my home office, I have, like, every window open, you know, but... I have worked with directors where they prefer to work in a dark windowless room. Like, and I didn't so have can, that choice. It's so they can see the stuff better. Well, if a windowless color room, correction, sure. A windowless room that was painted black. Yeah, if you're doing color correction. Yeah. But how depressing is that? If you're just editing, you don't need that. Did I tell you that story about that time when I turn on the lights at the office? And because uh, I was like the first, oh, yeah, I yeah. I was the first one there, In and I just hear from the. We have worked with video editors. With yeah, yeah, multiple video editors. Well, and he's explaining to the. Listeners. I don't think I don't think anyone would have cared except one person really, really cared. And I, I turn the light on, and I just hear. Ah! <laughs> and like he just screamed, screaming all the way from the back of the office, all the way up to the light, and just hit the lights off, and then went back to his. Well, seat. maybe he was, was a vampire. Like, what the hell. 
You were burning his flesh off, Yeah, you were burning his flesh. You were causing him physical pain. Those lights are daylight balanced, Brett. Deadly. (laughs) Those are the sorts of people who think they're hilarious and can just get up and get out of my world. Wait, I really like that idea, though, a vampire that works in an office with daylight balanced bulbs. (laughs) I'm going to write a sitcom. Write up a treatment and we'll take a look at it and we'll see what we think. You're hurt by all visible light. <laughs> it also well, not depends. all just daylight balance. He just swaps out the bulbs for tungsten and he's fine. It also depends on a knowledge of color temperature that most people most people don't completely have. disregard. Yeah, and a science of color temperature that really doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have another big star here, uh, Shannon Doherty, who is a child actor from Little House on the Prairie. And this was her first big thing. But this then, was her first big thing? Yeah. The the thing that I think really made her famous was 90210. Yeah. She played the bitchy chick, right? That would have been... That was, that started Weren't two they? years after this. Oh, okay. Bitchy so, I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> probably was... knew her from Little House on the Prairie, but yeah. not people like us. Yeah. We're not big Little House people? No. Um, but yeah. I Nick, this... be honest. You can come out of the little closet about it. You should remake that show, uh, like Tiny House on the Prairie. And it's, it's the same show, but just one of those little tiny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the like popular that also hipster would be an awesome gag. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that's that a... was her in that either. That, that's like my idea for a show about people who collect way too much stuff internationally. It's called Hoarders Without Borders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything to do with it. I just really like the idea. That's so great. That one's the winner. Are they just like that chick from Howl's Moving Castle? You know, like all the shit on her back. Oh, Oh, like Labyrinth. Yeah, Yeah. like a Hoggle. Not Hoggle. It's the it's the trash lady who like yeah. I I don't think she has a name, but the trash heap has spoken. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mallrats was also pretty big and then Charmed mm-hmm. in 1980, mm-hmm. 1998. Wait, who was she in Mallrats? She was the chick. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Who likes the, <laughs> the token a, girl? The, the chick that has a boyfriend that likes to fuck her in a very uncomfortable place. Oh. Right. It was like the Which running gag in ben Mallrats. Ben Affleck was that guy. Was it Ew. Ben Affleck? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she oh, had gross. broken up with... Uh, the main guy before the movie. I don't remember yeah. any of this movie. <laughs> you might want to check it out. I remember liking it. I it just, can't be good. We can, can do Mallrats. Mallrats is pretty good. I remember. Well, I don't remember anything you about it. You just said you <laughs> We already did Chasing Amy. <laughs> yeah. We already established I don't know what I'm talking about. Clerks or something. Mm-hmm. Clerks would be an interesting one. The original. Yeah. And I did see one other interesting name who we talked about in Beetlejuice. Um, Glenn Shaddix, who was the uh, yeah, yeah. the the art critic guy. Oh Otho. yeah, he's yeah. in this. Oh cool. So keep an eye out for him. So I personally don't have much to say about this movie. I'm kind of bracing myself because I've heard bad things. But oh really? It feels like a movie I should have seen. So I'm kind of into seeing it, mm-hmm. and the filmmakers seem good. Everyone I've talked to who've seen it seems to like it. So it sounds like you've talked to the oh, except for Sam. I've talked to Sam. Except for Sam, yeah. I see. That's why I want. That's why I wanted to do it for the podcast because I did not enjoy it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know you if I watch a shitty movie. No, I, and it's like I can't trust my past judgment. Did I not like it? Because it was a bad movie or did I not like it because it didn't meet my expectations? Yeah, if you were expecting something different. And the way it was described to me by my intern, no less, so I probably shouldn't have trusted that. But it was described to me as like a cult classic that's perfect for Halloween because it's kind of like Tucker and Dale versus evil. Really? Wow, Wow. And I was like, cool. So it's like funny and like... You know, but still kind of Halloween-ish. I get what they were going for. And they were, they're wrong, but I get what they were going for. <laughs> yeah. So. Because I definitely didn't get that vibe from No, it's, it's not accurate. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the tone not of all. this movie at all. It feels so, a little Mean girls to me Well, then the that's trailer. how it's that's been revised. What I'm expecting. It's not. Oh. Okay. I mean. It's like a dark version of Mean Girls from my memory. Hmm. Okay. 
where like Mean Girls has like this like funny characters, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like what you were saying, Ash. At its heart, I think Mean Girls is a comedy. Is a comedy mm-hmm. with with stuff that goes a little deeper, a little more serious, it, but still light. Yeah, this is like you don't laugh at it because they're making funny jokes or because there's a funny character. You laugh because you're like, that's horrible. Mm. Or like this makes me uncomfortable, sort of thing. Yeah, I might yeah. hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I could be putting things in your head that aren't true. Have you seen the trailer, Nick? No. Okay. The only knowledge of this movie is that it was at a time one of those Comedy Central movies they played over and over again, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I never watched it. You never saw like clips of it while you were. Thanks. So. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know this existed until Brett brought it up. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually can't remember a whole heck of a lot about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing, so the thing is, is I, it's definitely going to be a movie for a certain mood. Okay. Um, and just thinking about it, I know there's going to be stuff in here that I'm going to hate uh, that I didn't used to hate as much. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and like... Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch it because I think it's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Is this going to be one of those podcasts where we just tear into and take a dump all over a movie? I, that's why the podcast I don't is interesting. Know. I have a I feeling know. that this might be my brand of comedy. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of how I sneaking feeling. I could see you liking it. I could yeah. see this actually being good. Is the thing like I, I? It could go either way, and and there's a there's some stuff that happens, and it's either going to land or it's going to ruin the fucking movie. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think too like the modern view in which we're watching it could really sway. Yes. That's the thing that I'm concerned about. There will be a conversation. The the modern, especially (laughs) this point in time. Like, I feel like there could be things in this movie that just do not fly now. I think we're just hypothesizing in circles. We are. Yeah, absolutely. Crack into this movie and see what happens. (laughs) Let's just crack it on open. I think we've got a pretty good, pretty good idea of everybody's, uh, expectations here. Yeah. So we do say we just jump into this. Okay. See the movie and see what happens. All right. Deal. All right. So we're going to watch Heather's and uh, we're going to pause recording and we'll be back after watching the movie and see how we feel. Okay. Whatever will be, will be dead. <laughs> so, Brett, I wanted to apologize. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because this was the worst movie we ever have or ever will watch on this podcast. I was watching it and I was really hoping you were going to say that. Because if you weren't going to concede to that point, I was going to be really concerned. <laughs> worse than the substitute hey, so hey, what you're saying what about- is substitute pretty good <laughs> in comparison yeah where, where does legend fall on this scale i don't remember i mean far above <laughs> at least this. it had tim curry yeah legend i mean this has some laugh out loud Christian slater and it was still a steve pollock crap the problem with legend was there just wasn't really a story until the last 20 minutes of the movie thought they were like unicorns and shit and like they were gonna die yeah, which was interesting, <laughs> you know, like like that was yeah. the only problem with Legend. This movie is riddled with problems. Oh, I thought you were saying it was Legend that didn't have a plot until the end. You're saying it's Heather's. No, Legend didn't have a plot until the end. Oh. The first half of the movie, like nothing happens. I mean, this movie yeah. did have a plot and a point and it had something to say. Oh, God, I would like it to just... know the point. <laughs> well, it was a parody. Yeah, it was, on life? it was basically on, stop being self-absorbed and, you know, be decent to each other. It know? was it mm-hmm. was a parody on all the teen 80s movies. I mean, uh, the people who made this movie thought they were saying something incredibly profound. Yes, yes. for yeah. sure. The, yes. Uh, the teacher saying uh, decide, one of the most important decisions a teenager can make is whether they should kill themselves. Like, that's somebody who thinks they're saying something incredibly profound. And maybe there is something profound buried in that, but god damn, this movie is tedious. It was real, real long. I think yeah. 
they thought that they were saying a good message right. and they fucked up the delivery so bad that that good message is exactly. not the message that they thought they were saying. Exactly. And they think they're hilarious. Yeah. I mean, these are people who like, they make a joke and they're just rolling on the floor from the thing they just said. And everybody's staring at them like, what just happened? There were yeah. a lot of like hold for laughs moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward pauses. And there were a few legitimately funny things. None of them guys, from the main characters though. But you yeah. guys were saying Glenn Shaddix yeah. was, was pretty funny as the mm-hmm. priest. He's great. He was the best thing in the movie. <laughs> he, um <laughs> What was it? I, I'm not patronizing the bunnies. I don't patronize bunnies. <laughs> I mean, there was some legitimately funny stuff. Like, but uh, it's a testament to how water. bad the miserable parts of these movies of this movie were. Yeah, that far out outweighed those few funny parts. Yeah, like even the the stuff that. It felt like was supposed to be a joke, like the uh, you like, know every you... every jock in the eighties movies is probably a rapist. So they actually made the two jocks like actually rapists in this movie, and, and it's and just like it just makes us really uncomfortable because we're watching people getting raped. Exactly, in this movie that's supposed to be hilarious. And yeah. yeah, nobody does anything about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like they both knew because Christian Slater clearly says like well, and well the, that's the, where the rape, message like gets the mood of that up. scene where she's just like i was doing her a favor and she's like behind like in frame behind her being raped and it's just like what the fuck is this scene and like the the whole like christian slater's whole thing is like you know these people are bad so we should kill them whatever but then like like you said they don't do anything to stop the bad things when they're happening like she actively participates in writing this note to this other poor girl she's Mm -hmm. actively participating in helping her friend get raped i guess what she's not doing anything to help yeah it was kind of terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the only willful thing she did was stop that Heather from eating all those pills. Yeah. It's about the only good decision she made. Oh, well, I, and then she was nice to the... Okay. The yeah. yeah. At the end. Us. True. I, I see it. I see what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's just failed so miserably. <laughs> yeah. And Christian Slater did a really good impression of Christian Slater. I was going to say, is that just how he is all the time? Because he really does just talk like that. I think he's grown out of that. I hope so. But he looked like a 17-year-old doing an impression of Christian Slater. (laughs) (laughs) It was the same voice from True Romance. Like, the same everything. Yeah. Well, I think, like a lot of actors, he probably got typecast. Did you just see that crow? Sorry. (laughs) No, we didn't just see the crow. We saw Heather. <laughs> the crow I wish we had seen the crow. Jumped off without flying and he just fell straight down. See, the crows are committing suicide. <laughs> I th- how bad this movie was. I think the problem, like, I think one of the biggest problems with this movie is, like you were saying, Nick, like, they were trying to say something profound and what they thought was, like, a good thing to say, which is, like, you know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be like these horrible people and you should just be nice to other people. But in the process, they made a movie about people ignoring somebody with like serious mental illness issues and like and just this this Christian Slater clearly is a sociopath, psychopath, like has problems that need to be helped. And instead of being helped, like nobody does anything for him. This movie is a better movie if you don't think about it like they were trying to write a good movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I have to yeah. say it was much better the second time around. Maybe people love it because they make fun of it. Oh, well, I think like th- there's like an inherent joke somewhere in there that's not very funny about like the the parent the shitty '80s dad like I- yeah. ignoring everything, and it's just like you know you could see the writers' room where they're just like, well, what happens if like shitty '80s dad was real? Like those kids would probably want to kill themselves. Uh huh. Let's write a movie about that. Like you know, th- every every single parent in this movie was so neglectful. The what the main character. Uh, uh, had the same conversation with her parents mm-hmm. like three times because they don't actually have a relationship. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I there's think... almost something there, but there, uh, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> the the problem is is they're almost 
making commentary on society like that's clearly what they're trying to do but in the process they're also saying a lot of other really fucked up horrible things unintentionally i think they were just making a comment on 80s movies because there well, was the reason why i'm saying this is because what i have read of the new heathers which i looked up is written by the same writer Ugh. is they are doing the same thing again where they well, are trying been, the original writer gets a credit whether they're writing the new project or not. Okay, it's maybe. Based on their characters. But it seems to have the same problems where it it's basically the the TV show version is same idea except it's in a world where the world. transgender, the gay, the LGBT community, the minority community, they are the ones that are popular now. So they are the heathers. So it's a TV show where we are going to watch. Yeah. So so people who don't belong to any of those categories are considered the losers. And then but the process of that is us getting a TV show about a normal white Trumpist person going around killing LGBT. GT, I don't remember all this. The most horrifying thing I've ever. Heard. Yes, exactly. And so I didn't know that going into like suggesting to watch this movie. And last night I was reading this article on it, this new series, and I was like horrified because I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But it feels like the same thing to me in this movie, where this movie is not handling, you know, people who have like, um, like suicidal thoughts or. Or serious mental illnesses well. You know, like this movie is trying to make a point about something else, but in the process, it's not handling that with care at all. Well, I think it just kind of goes back to like how acceptable the angry white boy is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like if you're an angry white kid and you make violent threats, it's okay. You're just joking. It's no big deal. <laughs> Which is like a serious like, uh... problem. Yeah, it's, it's not... Oh. I wonder if this movie, I mean, I don't wonder, like I know, this movie must have been much better before school shootings were a thing. And like the, when, when all of the crazy Christian Slater nonsense seemed like ridiculous and Mm -hmm. far-fetched. Maybe, but I can't paint a world where this movie is coherent. I don't think it's supposed to be coherent. And yeah, it is supposed to have a dream-like quality. Yeah. It's just misguided. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it, like, it couldn't pick what genre it wanted to be, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, if they had played up the comedy and the ridiculousness a bit more, I think it could have landed more easily. But some of their jokes were too subtle, you know, like, the jocks drinking, like, 20 things of milk, like... That, that was pretty good. I, I don't know that that was a joke. I think that was just sloppy set design. Because nobody pointed it out except you. I think it was just bad. There's set too many things, cartons of milk in front of them the for cafeteria. that to not be intentional. Yeah. Think so? Yeah, there was there was there a lot was of like intentional six. set design. It's just bad. Yeah. Like when with, like the the sex scene w- uh, with the croquet stuff, they definitely had like the mallet set up with the two balls next to it. Like you know, maybe the, the production designer thought that this was a comedy. I don't know, and but like didn't know like nobody told them it wasn't. Pretty I think funny. they all like, think it's a comedy. I think this was intended as a comedy. I think it was. This too. is the it's opposite problem that we were having in the pre-show, which was what fucking genre is this? Because it is yeah. neither yeah. comedy nor horror. I don't know. <laughs> totally agree. But like the part where they like wake up Heather, the the Heather number one, like that was a pretty. F- funny like way that they staged her she's like sleeping perfect like a princess and like her room is all bows everything had little red bows on it like her hair her bed her blanket so there's like a funny attention to detail that really like backs up these characters but it just falls flat it's it was made by fans of the coen brothers that's what it feels like people who cannot do what they do and wish they could Hmm. Mm. i don't i don't get like they're they're trying to that. do quirky setting and, and over the top characters and failing miserably. The problem is, though, is like, I think the problem is kind of what you were just saying, 
Brett, like, I mean, yes, it doesn't know what it, it's supposed to be, but like, I think this, the problem is, is they're trying to like make a comedy out of a story that so clearly is not yeah. funny. Yeah. You know, like so yeah. clearly this is not a comedy. And so it feels like, like it just, it, it just feels like the wrong genre and it feels like they're trying to force it. And so instead of like the bows and the stuff feeling funny, it just feels over the top and strange and bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So, I, oh, sorry. I think the difference is that I had seen it before. So mm-hmm. like I knew how weird it got. And right. How you were it like ended. prepared. So I think that's why yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with a single thing you're saying. Like mm-hmm. how you're reacting is exactly how I felt the first time I watched it. But I like the second time around because I know that weird stuff's gonna happen. I've already come to terms with how just outlandish the story is. Mm-hmm. So those other things feel funnier to me. I think there's something to that because there was a point mm-hmm. in this movie where there were some pretty funny things, and I thought, wait, do I have to just like get used to what is happening here and mm-hmm. then appreciate the comedy? But. I don't know that that groove didn't last too long for me. Well, it's because yeah. it would the there would be these scenes like that, like the weird Beetlejuicey feeling death scene where everyone's wearing 3D glasses. Beetlejuicey, and then <laughs> and then there would be like a scene, like the most horrifying scene to me is the scene where they go to shoot the jocks, and she still. Like a, I don't know, the stupidest person I've ever heard in the world thinks that these are some sort of tranquilizer bullets mm-hmm. uh she she still thinks it's a game and then when she misses the other guy christian slater's like oh well, i'll go get him and she realizes it and that moment should be like this horrifying moment you know like she's like coming to terms with the fact that well, she actually shot somebody yeah, she has a choice right but then the guy comes back yeah and she shoots him anyway even though she's put it together she's figured out that these are real bullets and she makes the decision to shoot him anyway, which makes it hard for me to be okay with her being this moral character at the end because she consciously knowing that she had real bullets in the gun went and shot the guy anyway. Yeah. Like she made tons of <laughs> such a good point. Yeah. Just at the end of this movie say, think like, She's the one who proved that you should be nice to people. Right? But she was but doing she, horrible yeah. things the whole time and, like, and then, okay with it, Yeah, I guess. And you brought up a good point, too, of, like, she... They make a good... Like, a whole point about her grabbing the wrong cup with the drain yes. cleaner. And somehow they get up to Heather's room and JD has the cup of cleaner. So... What does she think? Like... Yeah. This sounds like a... Uh, a writer's room error thing where like they wrote it out and they were like, well, wait, we can't have her like kill the first person. And like that she has to like grow in, grow into the weirdness later. Uh, it, that just seemed like a, like almost a flub, but in, it was like that they forgot to fucking fix it. It was more like she was missing a character beat. Like yeah. when, if she grabbed the wrong cup, I couldn't, I can like, suspend my disbelief that on the way up there she handed the cup to jd or whatever still thinking that it's the milk orange juice but there was no beat once heather died from drinking it where she went oh my god what happened and that beat was missing you think maybe they cut a scene no i just think it was bad writing because there's i kept saying while we were watching it that the logic of this film makes no sense and i i think it's because yeah uh, yeah, but I mean, like, like even small logics like that where character beats didn't make sense. So, like, e- there was another example where the teachers are all talking and one of them says, like, oh, I was impressed with her use of that word in her suicide note. And the other te- teacher's like, we shouldn't be talking about misusing, you know, uh, incorrect grammar vocabulary. And I was like, where did she like that was a callback for us viewers from the previous yeah. scene but like she never got that information so it was just the writers thinking that they were clever but and everybody the character kept saying oh the humanity yeah like the character I, beats i think i can explain this in a way that will satisfy you and leave you comfortable <laughs> i don't think it will oh i think so here's here's the answer who cares <laughs> <laughs> That's the most satisfying answer to all your questions. It'll be very, very what? 
<laughs> See, here's here's the biggest hint that the writers agree with you, Nick, is yeah. the theme song for the movie was K Sera. It's true. Yeah. You're just like, fucking whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and it did feel like it was a prank on the audience the whole movie. I I guess I could like understand the gift shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the song should have been "You Just Wasted Your Fucking Time." <laughs> like, I guess I can see your point, Brett, when you say that this is a. I wouldn't go so as far as calling it a parody, but like maybe like a social commentary on maybe eighties films of that time or just society. Because here, these girls' best friend commits suicide, and they're like fine like unaffected and everybody in the town is like unaffected it's sort of like it oh is this an it movie because everyone in the it was unaffected by these horrible things too christian slater is it uh, it kind of felt like a uh, like a like a, the people who 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 uh say sports ball about any sport all the time but about 80s movies where it's just like I don't fucking care about any of these characters. Like their friend died, but like, I don't, whatever, fucking just make it happen. And like, it's somebody who wrote an eighties movie without caring at all what an eighties movie was supposed yeah. to be. Cause I don't think it's making fun of eighties movies. It feels like it's making fun of like the high school experience yeah. of the eighties. Yeah. And like, from what my mom has described of that, like it, it sounds like that type of environment that they're trying to poke holes in. So I want to walk you down a little path. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie was trying to say something and failed. Mm-hmm. So there's a possible scenario where there is a good movie built from these concepts, right? I see. Are, are I don't to, know, and I feel. Do you like, have a movie in mind? I'm trying to talk about Mean Girls. Cause... Trying to talk about Mean Girls. Yes. Is Mean Girls them executing this idea? properly honestly i've been not watching it on purpose so that we can watch it for the podcast but of my memory it feels like yes they what's this like mean girls plus american psycho yes this thank you or or uh, natural born killers this was like mean girls plus natural born killers also to to like offer an alternative if you want to get what this movie was trying to do end of the fucking world Oh, I've heard it's amazing. I haven't gotten to watch it So, yet. yeah. So, this is something that Nick and I, because I've been watching I've it. I've only seen one episode. He's only seen one episode. And it's it's not a spoiler because it's, like, right away they tell you this. But it's basically a series about a dude who wants to be a serial killer. But well, told... It's in, a story about two characters. It is a story about and two characters. And the other character is just fed up with this bullshit of, of popularity life. in high school. I think just and, life in and, general. And a lot of other things, but yeah. also, yeah. But, uh, but. That sounds I a lot feel, like this movie. Sounds a lot I, like this movie. Just like this movie, I feel. Except it's good. <laughs> morally strange when watching it because I'm like, I feel like you're glorifying and, you know, making this quirky, fun story out of somebody who wants to murder people, which is like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love the show. But I feel weird <laughs> about. Why I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I feel weird about the message that that's yeah. giving, and I feel the same way about this movie. Totally. Where like the Mean Girls, there yes, there is a little bit of the Mean Girl message in this movie. A little bit. It's in the beginning and it's in the very end. Mm-hmm. But everything else in the begin in the middle is a different a message completely. Totally. And I don't but, think that that was the message they were trying to give, but I, the message was just I don't fucked up. I think they weren't clear on what message they were trying to give, but I think in their minds the filmmakers were giving the same message that Mean Girls gives. Yes, I think and that's they were what's... trying and failing to yeah. do that thing. The problem is is the framework which they were trying to tell that message was so fucked up and heinous. Mm. And and that's how I feel about American Psycho as well. Yes. It's like yeah. it's glorifying this absolute murder. Mm-hmm. And that's like this made it really uncomfortable. <laughs> American Psycho had some other like weird themes with but it too. I feel like this is more of a comedy than American Psycho. And this is this is I, even yeah. more Gosh. uncomfortable because it's they're failing at that goal. Mm-hmm. While also failing at this really over-the-top character comedy, mm-hmm. you know, and and failing at over-the-top character comedy makes for a boring and 
uh, unfunny and unpleasant movie. But when you mix that into the other thing of glorifying the murder, it's just gross. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Yeah. That is a really accurate descriptor for yeah. this movie. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> It was like at first in the beginning, I was like, okay, it's interesting that they're trying to murder these people who are bad and therefore in the process making them good people unintentionally. And that's like driving them crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of an interesting angle. Did but you then, kill three people to figure out how to be a good person. But then it like very quickly like pulls away from that. And we have other people committing suicide and it just – I don't feel like it's handling suicide or any of that no. correctly. No. You don't think it tackled that sensitive topic? I'm well. very mad. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like the 80s. Like, they didn't handle any Anything. other any other people's feelings very delicately, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like It's weird because this—so I read this article, and I'll post it after we we do this. But this article was making the case that this film— handled homosexuality better than the new show i will make one point one One, argument one line it was a couple lines but it was a big deal for the 80s the dad saying like i still love my son like i don't care it was a it was more like a joke than it was a serious statement like it felt like it felt like isn't it funny that this this like conservative father is now okay with it i i didn't think that was the joke i thought the joke yeah i thought the joke was that he wasn't actually a homosexual like the acting was pretty earnest from the dad like but the lines were really they made him think that his son was gay and haha now he's stupid enough to admit that he's okay with it and they're like laughing about it like yeah yeah, it felt like a joke more than a serious statement on homosexuality and and that's what I was saying. It failed at being a funny, funny joke. Mm-hmm. It failed at being a, yeah. a commentary on society. Yeah. And they totally mix that together and it's just gross. Because immediately yeah. after that moment, they have Christian Slater, Slater say exactly that thing, which was like, you know, you know what, what would they, what would he have thought of his son if he was still alive? But, you know, he said, he said it some weird way, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's like police Academy has the joke about you know Mm. the captain thinks that mahoney is gay Mm -hmm. now that is gross but and and i'm gonna walk a fine line here structurally at the time in the context of the movie it was funny it was a decent gag it was funny so that was bad and it's bad looking on it now because what they were doing is gross but at least it was funny Mm. At least they got a good joke out like of it. Like it made sense for the character. Yeah. yeah right. And it, it wasn't. It failed on every level. Yeah. And it made yeah. everything else worse. And it wasn't a commentary about like being Whether gay or not that's bad. good. Yeah. In Police Academy. It was like, oh, that guy's uncomfortable with gay people. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It was, so, it was like, it was also the misunderstanding. Like, yeah. oh, he thought this happened. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Not that we're defending police. No. <laughs> Just, I mean, I mean, there's some good, there's some stuff to like about police academy. Yeah. There's some unfortunate stuff in there as well. I just wish, I'd wish that there was more. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Sam, where like it didn't, they, they didn't have a clear message. Yeah. And like, maybe they thought that they did, but it really wasn't clear and it seemed all over the place and that's what made it feel so gross, I think, is because they would be trying to say one thing over here and unintentionally saying this other horrible thing. And then, like, you know. Yeah, because, like, were, were they going for everyone is terrible? Uh, because there was a point at which everybody was doing okay. And then and then Christian Slater, whose whole point is that everyone is terrible, goes in and turns the other Heather into a monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, well, but things are okay right right at that moment. Why'd you do that? On a, funny enough, that's kind of in line with Mean Girls. Which part? Well, turning the one that was not like a pop. Bat, mm-hmm. Yeah, into the Mean Girl. Because they like proposition the, I forgot what. Lindsay Lohan's character's name is. I mean, that would have even been more interesting if, like, Winona's character turns into the new Heather. Yeah. And then he's trying to kill her because she's now become the new Heather. Like, he didn't seem to have, like, 
consistency a consistency yeah <laughs> like you're saying like i understood that he was making a new heather because i think he was trying to drive winona back into his arms yeah. but it just didn't it wasn't consistent with his moral reasons for doing all these things so which is why, which brings me back to the point that his character is a character with a serious mental illness who is just, his mental illness is being ignored. I think that's why this movie wasn't funny, because it wasn't written to be an enjoyable story experience. And I think they accidentally wrote, like, a really, like... It's really dark and like, fucked up. Yeah, I don't want to say, like, realistic, but like a... Like an actually crazy deranged person in Christian Slater. Yeah, where absolutely. He, yeah. That's why it isn't funny. The whole thing's just uncomfortable because yeah. he doesn't actually have a goal and he's just like an angry he's youth just... lashing out and killing people. Absolutely. Or, or did they set out to write a really uncomfortable character study about social problems and accidentally put jokes in it? Huh. That too. <laughs> I, I think that's just as likely. Yeah. Be curious, like... Because we're feeling so, like, polarized on this film, I would not be surprised to hear that, like, the two filmmakers, like, had opposite, like, goals, Mm. you know, that were fighting against each other. To be clear, polarized means some people like it a lot and some people hate it a lot. I think we pretty universally We're not feeling polarized on how we feel about the film. We feel that the message of the film is polarized. It's it's fighting against itself. Yes. Uh, yes. Because some he, really good jokes. Because you, <laughs> if we're gonna like, if we're gonna get on board with it, like they have to have morals. Oh, I'm bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I think the other problem is like, not only was his character inconsistent, but as I said earlier, her character was inconsistent. You know, because she like actually shoots a, a dude. She actually writes the mean note for the girl. And in mm-hmm. the beginning, when they're talking about Christian Slater bringing the gun and shooting blanks in school, she says he's a hero and that he shouldn't be suspended or anything because he just shot blanks and it was just a joke and ha ha ha. So show like a world like I understand <sighs> like we're on edge with gun violence in schools right now, but show me a world where a guy pulls a gun a real gun shoots blanks in a school and is and is at school the next day right like what the hell that's where i don't understand it feels like all those things we said plus what brett said where somebody else was like let's make a parody and like all those things together because that that feels like almost like a parody of the 80s movie logic or whatever where it's just like yeah of course he's at school or like lethal weapon you know like the cop that's just crazy and pulls his gun out for no reason and doesn't Mm -hmm. get fired Mm -hmm. i can see that or like poe who stages a (laughs) rebellion somebody's got some (laughs) real bitterness against last jedi i do (laughs) no last jedi was burdened with having too many characters that they had to do something with anyway we don't have to go off on that tangent I I don't have anything more to say about just on, on that same no on that same train of thought about the like Christian Slater being like too serious of a, of a character for this comedy movie mm-hmm. like that's what I was thinking about your the problems with Winona's character was the same thing where like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for writing but like that might actually be how someone responds to being in a like murder scenario with like a psycho is just like wait did we just kill someone like yeah you know (laughs) also to like honestly for her being like a confused teen i could buy that she's like not sure how to react and kind of going Mm. with him i don't know but do you murder yeah do you murder a person after you realize that you thought you thought you were you yeah. thought well, you were you're, yeah you're hanging out they, with the murderer if they had played played the scene if the scene had played out of like oh we just killed somebody we if we leave a witness we're going down we're panicking and we right. killed this other but person but it didn't to cover really if you had played the scene like that mm-hmm. right and like it was implied i think that you know the christian slater's character is exerting some sort of influence on her right. obviously mm-hmm. and, but because he's so cool but had he actually been like really obvious about that it would have made the whole movie so like serious that it mm-hmm. it would have definitely been a serious movie yeah. and they so they didn't want to write that so they just kind of like they did the thing i think maybe that's maybe that's the thing is that they 
they were trying to write comedy around this thing that's that you shouldn't be writing comedy around, I guess. Here it is. Mm-hmm. This is this is a word that falls into uh, movie critiques a lot. And this is the best example for this word. Tone deaf. Yes. Yeah. This movie is tone deaf. Yes. That is perfect. But is it tone deaf because of our modern eyes where we're more sensitive to these issues no once again there was never a time you know like he pulls a gun and shoots blanks and he's at school the next day yeah i don't believe that world exists even in 1988 okay and does the shock exist like it does now because the school shootings hadn't happened yet oh i i will grant you that the idea of a gun in a school is less shocking in 88 than it is now less less sensitive Less morally outraging, but still, yeah. Like, like apparently, and th- this is why I keep drawing the parallels to the new one because apparently, in the new one, the opening scene is this. This, um, it said, and I'm reading from this article the television reboot of Heather's opens with a guidance counselor asking the blonde haired, blue eyed Veronica whether or not she is a hermaphrodite. The implications being that even though she has a 4.2 GPA and a high SAT score, Veronica needs some sort of marginalized identity to get accepted anywhere other than her safety school. So, like that, I feel like that tone deafness continues it, into this new series. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that there's absolutely no way to confirm that. What? Like, if, yeah. if that show is as tone deaf as this movie, we can't possibly know that because nobody's going to watch the show. Oh, out of us? <laughs> this is unknowable information. <laughs> okay. Got it. I was like, but I just, I just that, read that it. That show cannot be seen. No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, morally, we can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing what we know. So sorry about that one. God, I, that, that, this, this movie makes so much more sense in the context that it's written by like a fucking alt-right. Like, yes. Everyone, let, I'm just going to, you know, let's fucking kill every single well, archetype that's... of any, er, 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 stereotype of anyone I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll yeah. have, we'll have the, the, the fat chick actually kill herself and it's, it'll be funny. Like, right. Yeah. That's it exactly. It's just kind of hostile towards women, the mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, I think that's the core of the movie. And, and that's the thing is like at the core of the movie, it's really dark and fucked up. And like whether you're trying to make a joke or social commentary, like you're yeah, like you said, you're not nailing either of those. So it's just left with this bad taste in your mouth anyway. Yeah, there are delicate topics uh, that you can handle mm-hmm. with a certain amount of restraint and class. Yeah. That did not approach this movie at all. Yeah. And and the, the same thing with the TV show where this, this article goes on to be like, you know, so are we going to see them murdering transgender kids now? Like, that's I, the least, last thing I that they I need. I want to defend, know. like, I don't want to judge a show that I haven't seen mm-hmm. based on somebody's article. Yeah. But, but the, there are some red flags there. Yeah. And it's more like, like you know, the... The article makes the point that the show is trying to make the point that now these kids are popular. And the show writers have even said, like, well, the kids that weren't popular in the 80s are popular now. And it's like, okay, but transgender people are not popular now still. You know, like that they're still struggling. That implies that it's like a a fad. Yeah, that too. It implies that they don't deserve the respect that they have fought so hard to get. What little respect Mm -hmm. they now have is undeserved. And And it's it's tone deaf to the fact that they're still being harassed today. You know? Yes. The the horrifying implication of this is somebody finally realized, somebody potentially very smart realized that there is a very profitable potential in a show like this Mm. with a certain percentage of the population of this country. Yeah, I guess so. Like some money could be made by finally having a show on TV that defends that's the way somehow way worse oh, than just like yeah. this oh, idiot yeah, not realizing that what they're the thing are. is is I feel like the people who wrote the show though think that they're writing this breakout show that celebrates 
LGBT when really in reality they don't they can't see the fact that actually what they're doing is horrible and I think it's so and I feel the same way about this movie is they thought that they were making this like great point but really in reality the message was not and I want to temper this by the fact that we have not seen the show yes I so I like judge this horrible shit show of a movie (laughs) yeah but you know what's funny is there's totally a way to like handle those topics uh you guys i I feel like i brought this up before you guys ever watch difficult people the i haven't um, uh is that the one with uh billy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah on the street (laughs) billy eichner (laughs) yeah billy eichner yeah Yeah. i didn't enjoy it but i i think it's probably one of those good shows that i don't like yeah, mm-hmm. and like it, it took a few episodes to grow on me, and it's because it's all about like being mean humorously. Uh, but they have uh, one one of the characters that shows up eventually is a trans character, and they are the fucking worst character. And that's the whole point of them is they're just awful. But it has nothing to do with them being trans, okay. and it's like it's hilarious in that context. Like as because the show's so meta, like you can see in the writers' room, just like why can't a bad guy be trans mm. you know like Which this, this person is just that. an asshole <laughs> like it has nothing to do with it is yeah. like you know that sort of thing could be like written and funny and it has been done on that show and like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like yeah it's it's a different mindset than like that feels written as inclusive you know like mm-hmm. th- these people exist, but this is actually about the, the person that they are. Well, and it's, it's <laughs> versus just like a stereotype of like, oh, you're if you're not trans, then you can't get into college. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? It's also not <laughs> written about them getting murdered. You know, there exactly. That's, yeah, there's not like an angry ugh. white man hunting them. Ugh. So I don't even know how far we need to go into this, but I guess we should get everybody's kind of final thoughts here. Can we get or it all at once? <laughs> Can we just all just like cross unanimously? It was the worst movie we ever have or ever will watch on this podcast. That's all I have to say about that. Honestly, that sounds like a challenge. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick, look what you've done. Oh, no. Uh, but no, I agree. That was that's. Uh, I think this is episode seventy. Uh, so we've watched sixty nine better movies. <laughs> sixty nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can't say I enjoyed this movie the second time around. It definitely was not as bad as the painful. first time around because I hated it with a pure rage. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I kind of feel like if I were to watch this again, I would hate it even less, which is, I, it just leaves me in a weird place. Maybe that's why people like it because it was on nonstop on Comedy Central for three years. Ooh, it's like brainwashing. Yeah, people Ugh. got atrophied to it. Mm, or is it like yeah, you, you watch theory, it so many theory, times <laughs> that like you stop paying attention to the story and notice the, the f- actual the... funny like set design and background I, gags? I think yeah. that's what it is. Like you're like, ha ha ha, everything has bows on it. She's such a bitch. Because ha, ha, ha. as painful as it is to admit, there was some really funny stuff in the movie. Yeah. I don't think it was like as the funny holy as... water scene. Oh, that very, was fucking hilarious. Yeah, doing holy doing your hair with good, holy water yeah. was hilarious. The, the holy water hair and the rabbit. Yeah, the patronizing rabbit. Were the only yeah. two lines I liked. I did kind of like. Um, this is good pate, but I have to motor if I'm going to make it to the funeral. Yeah, like, that's kind of a funny line, <sighs> and I could hear people repeating it. Yeah, and no, like, it's not anywhere near enough to redeem the move. No. Like, yeah. The boardroom scene where like the the school counselors just like we have to, we have to revel in this moment, and the the mm-hmm. you know principal's like, all right, let me know when the spaceship lands. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then she turns out to just be a crazy. Like she has her whole thing about feelings, but invites the everybody's the crazy in this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Ash, did you say your final deal? Or? I hate it. <laughs> and Brett, you said your final deal? Oh, yeah. This was the worst. It's, it sucked. Uh, I just want to get away from the film. Yeah. Let's, let's end this. This Please. was bad. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. That was, we're going to do it. We're oh, sorry. Here, here we go. Here's what. We're going to do this again in another two weeks. Make sure you tell your friends. Next time, we're going to watch a great movie. <laughs> It'll be very Oh my god! <laughs> also, yeah. if you're one of the few, well, one of not one of the few. If you're one of the many people <laughs> out there, listeners. no, 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 one of the many people out there that loves this movie, yeah, please, we want to hear from you. Please tell us why. Yeah, I want. I'm. That's where I feel please the most. Identify yourselves. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm not. Include your you, address. You can you can be anonymous, but I genuinely want to know why people like this movie because I thought I was a broken person for so long because I hated this movie. You know what? I tell you what is if you don't want to if you don't want to do this, like tell us on social media, you can email us. I haven't thrown the email yes. out in a while, but it's let's rewatch at Gmail mm-hmm. and, and, you know, send us a note. If you feel we completely missed the point of this movie, just make sure you sign your emails, Heather. No, Madonna. <laughs> no, Tweety. The, no, Tweety. No, Tweety. Yes. Yeah, uh, if you like the show, this is part of the Last Stash TV uh, network of content. It's uh, the podcast and YouTube channel where we've got a cooking show, a drinking show, video game parodies, and lots of other fun stuff. Yeah, so check us out. You can um, subscribe on YouTube or Last Stash TV, or you can follow this podcast on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch um, on Twitter, and you get to do we do fun things like movie polls where you get to help us vote on what movie we should watch. And sometimes I post a thumbnail of the movie we're watching, which I did today. And Mitch got it. He said, "Is that uh, Christian Slater? Is it Heather's?" And yes, Mitch, you are sorry, correct. Mitch. And we're sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> And if you liked our podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We really like your feedback. So be sure to uh, tell all your friends. Keep your podcast feeds up to date. We'll be doing this again in another two weeks with a really good movie for another episode of Let's Rewatch. Yeah, next time we're going to watch Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Sadly, it might have been better than this movie. The sister of pussy galore. It's a it's a pussy joke about animals. It's, it's pussy, horrible. Little sister, <laughs>